0: right. Nation. ain't <laughs> can't make this stuff up. can't make this stuff up. <laughs> Let the room fill up. Yeah. All right. Yo, they say, ain't no party like a catboy party, cause a catboy party don't stop. Yeah, we we, we not giving up, right? (laughs) It's one of those things, Cowboy Nation. Turn me up. Get nothing. You lose. All right, Cowboy Nation. That's enough of that. I uh, really appreciate you all for tuning in. My name is Law Nation L A W Nation. I really appreciate you, JT. Shout out to you, Tori. Shout out to you, Kid, Lorenzo, Jared. Really appreciate you as well. Um uh, here's the situation, Cowboy Nation. Here's the situation that we got to look at it from here. We got to look at it like we just ready for the season to get over with, right? we ready to get back to the normal things of life, right? Let me know if you guys can hear me well. Give me the thumbs up if you can. Uh, let me know if you can hear me. This is a situation where, it is, man, it's like crashing and burning over there in Philly land. They're talking about getting rid of their quarterback. They're talking about... Uh it's not the quarterback fault, it's somebody else's fault. It's everything from A to Z fault, but it's not Carson Wentz fault. I heard the announcer say, hey, it's the offensive line fault, it's the wide receiver fault, it's the coaching fault. I'm sitting there like, man. Well, <laughs> it's not his fault. So it is what it is. That's right, Ali. You know, uh, so Jay Fawn, the only game Philly will win is week fifteen. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll find out. Because at this point, we're looking at this team, and, and I'm not trying to sit here and say, "Okay, well, Cowboy nation, we look good as a team, but normally, normally it will be the battle between the Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles for the n f c East Now this thing flipped upside down on his head, and now all of a sudden, we're seeing it just as it is right now. Let me get the chat box up so you guys can be here forever." in space. There we go. Uh let me uh set up the room just a little bit better so that I can read your comments, man. Uh <clears throat> too many excuses for Wentz. They tried, they tried and tried. Yeah, it's a lot of it. It's a lot of it, Cowboy Nation. It's a lot of excuses. And I'm sitting here like, well, <clears throat> when 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 we was going through that situation with our quarterback, they were saying like, nah, he can do it without number one wide receivers. He can do it without the tight end. He can do it with a running back versus committee. They are talking about Carson. But now he get the full flavor of everything. Now he can't. Oh, my goodness. Tracy says Dak worst year was 2017. I feel you on that, dog. I feel you on that. Um, we went 9-7 and seven 2017, though, right? You know, uh, Danucci is clutch. <laughs> we'll find out what he's going to do. And this is not me. Celebrating, you know, for the Eagles' loss and pointing fingers because of the Eagles' loss. But this is me <laughs> gloating a little bit on the Eagles' loss. <laughs> I can't stand the Eagles. Everybody knows I can't stand them. And and when they lose, I'm winning, right? You know, um, and that's just how I look at it. That's how I view it. Uh, law, if we went out, we would be eight and eight. That's a big if. Um, the, the things are falling right in line for the Cowboys to be eight and eight, right? Right? It's falling right in line for us to be eight and eight, but not saying that we're going to be eight and eight. If that makes any sense, it's falling right in line for us to be eight and eight, but not saying that we're going to be eight and eight. Let me say it again: It's falling in line like if everything was okay, if everything was okay, this would have been the year for we to run off with it, right? but our quarterback gone our, our offensive linemen are, are all in shambles. Our wide receivers are intact, but we have nobody to throw them the ball. I looked at the tape, everybody saying, I was listening to the announcers, everybody saying, Oh, the Washington team front four is just dangerous. But they, but their secondary is so trash. It's like, yeah, their front four is cool and all. But when I looked at everything, I'm sitting there like, man, the opportunities were there. And, Watch, when the Washington team play a legitimate team that can throw the ball down the field, they're gonna light them up like a Roman candle. They they are. They're gonna light them up. And I'm not talking about the Washington team in a negative connotation. I'm just saying what it is, what it is. Um the luckiest play play Super Bowl ever. Uh yeah. Yeah, Ali. Yeah, you're right. Um I'm not sure even seven wins the is enough to win this uh division. Uh, this season, if you get any worse. Oh, wow. Yeah, it could be. It could be just that uh, we just got to win our games. It's from Eric Electric. It, it's a situation where as we want to win our games. We want to look at this philosophy and say, yeah, we would like to do that. <clears throat> Somebody said, oh, Rod- Rodriguez, come on now. Mm. you saying bring back Tony Romo. <clears throat> Candace Romo would not allow that to happen, especially looking at this offensive line. If Romo was hurt with the good offensive line, you can only imagine what he would do with this particular offensive line. And he has not been playing it for a minute, right? And he can barely play 19 holes uh, in golf, right? So it's just one of those, well, 18, where he can barely play 18 holes in golf. I think that it's just what it is. JT, we need that. Uh we need we need a quarterback yeah dak we do need dak uh the eagles are sorry <laughs> jr it is what it is so looking at the schedule they pushed the ravens game back to a tuesday night they want see you know what they wanted to do you know the late night hype is on a tuesday night see see they want us to have the dallas cowboys versus the ravens on the late night hype that's what it is right <laughs> <laughs> what's up to you jt what's up to you paul and aaron uh he throws like a first year quarterback uh you're talking about um i want to say and then let me see this thing right here i want to say carson wentz that's what you're talking about right um <clears throat> uh lost stop selling dreams from east side Harold, who's a look, Eastside. Regardless of how you put it, you're a Cowboys fan, fam. It's 11 o'clock where I'm at. You, you got, unless you're a Law Nation fan, you know, you got to be at this point. (laughs) Because there's no way in life, if there's a YouTuber that's got Houston content, there's no way in life somebody can pay me money to watch them. I couldn't do it. But shout out to you, man. I really appreciate you so much for tuning in to the nation. Uh, How's it going, Kent? It's going good. It's smooth over here, fam. It's great. I'm sitting back. I'm looking at the reviews of the tape. I'm looking at players who who we can probably go out there and draft for the future years or what have you. And I'm looking at everything, and I'm sitting there like, okay, give me give me defense. I, I know that everybody's in love with offense, and I know offense sells seats, puts in seats, and I know that. And I, I love that aspect of it. But give me that dog and dirty, that grit, that grind, that nasty, that ugly, that that pathetic, that 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 I'm gonna punch you in your mouth, leave you red raggedy teeth, talking talk about like piano mouth around here. Give me that type of defense. Give me the type of defense whereas when you walk into Big D, when you walk into Dallas Cowboys land, you sitting there like, man, we won, but dog it. We can't play next week because all of our guys are, all of our guys. This is is Sparta! That's what I want. I want that type of stuff. And then we really play these horns. We really play these horns, you know? And that's what I really want. I I want us to do that. Um, J4 and Romo wasn't helping. Dak Prescott his rookie year. Yeah, that was more so of Mark Sanchez and, and other guys. It wasn't Romo. Uh, Law, Andre Cisco Law. Andre Cisco. Yeah, I, I got a chance to look at some of his stuff. Uh, I'm going to move around to the safeties in, in the latter part. Um, I, I did bring out Tyson Campbell, and I did look at Eric Stokes, and I think that people were kind of getting it mixed up. That video was like okay. A lot of people's like, hey, we don't need these guys. I'm not saying when you when you're prospecting. Here, here's the thing about the the off season and draft. The low hanging fruit, like like the the players that everybody is going to be like already accustomed to seeing. And this is not how you win in the draft. You know, all of those players that everybody, like the Sewells of the Worlds, the the uh, the Patrick Certaines and the uh, Caleb Farleys, everybody loved those guys. Or, or even with the quarterback world, the, uh, the, the, the Lawrence kid and, and the Justin Fields. That's good and all. You know, everybody can see that those guys should be in the first round. But where I like the draft, I'm different. You know, I like the draft – When it's second and third round, where the meat is at, you know, that's where you get your real players when you really evaluate and see who really the dogs are out there. Yes, everybody can look at the first round talent and be like, yeah, this first round talent. But I'm not saying that I want to look for a diamond in the rough. This is not Aladdin over here. But I would rather start from the back end, evaluate the players that people say they're not going to be able to make it. Not saying that you go out there and champion Xavier Woods and Donovan Wilson of the worlds. But what I'm saying is that you I like to go out there and really look at people, tape and see what they can't do, see how they need to improve on, and see what they can, you know, really work out the kinks. I, I, I love the fact that when you look at a um at the Carlton Banks, that the banks kid over there, um for the for, for the Buccaneers. I love the fact that his tape is just flourishing out there. He's doing wonderful things as it relates to the collegiate level. But a lot of people didn't have him high on their draft boards. I love the fact that I said, yeah, this guy's good. You know? So that's how I look at everything. Um where is going to the Hall of Fame? <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's supposed to be in the Hall of Fame. Jerry World sucked. This is from uh, Rodriguez. Yeah, uh Interesting in Lawrence, uh, if anything, still prefer Dak. This is a la uh, Abbas. Um, <clears throat> my thing is, Lawrence, he, he may be the next best thing. He may be the next Sam Darnold. You know what I'm saying? So it, it just depends on what team he goes to. Law, can the Cowboys trade up with the Jets? <laughs> uh, it, it, I don't know. I, I flat out don't know. I think that the Jets and the Cowboys got bad blood. I think that the Cowboys really wanted Jamal Adams, but the Jets got greedy, and I think that they, um, I think that they're gonna look at it like this and be like, uh, I don't know, I, I really, really, really don't know. I, I don't think that they'll be dancing partners, though. Oh, y'all saw Jamal? Yeah. did y'all see Jamal tonight? <laughs> He had Carson Wentz running for his life. He was over there sticking players when they did catch the ball in the backfield or when they was on the flats. He was making sure that he was an impact guy and letting you know that, hey, I may not could cover like you like like a small jacket or a cheap suit, but I will make you pay <laughs> for coming across the middle. Justin Simmons' possibly, possibilities is for Tracy. Look, Justin Simmons got four interceptions this year. And he's on a bad team. I think that the Cowboys really need to pick up the phone and say, "Okay, we understand that you guys would like to keep him, but we we're we gonna figure out a way to to pay him. So let him get over. You know, let him get over here to Dallas land. Boy, I can only close my eyes and imagine with his level of production, even even though he's on a bad team, of what he would do over here in Cowboys land. Ooh, that'd be nice." Uh, Zach Wilson, yes, he's pretty cold. Yeah, he's pretty cold with it. Didn't get a look at everything, but he's pretty cold from what I can see, Uh, the the limited what I was able to see. Jerry failed us all, always, is from Aaron Miller. Here's the thing with Jerry, and it's it's, it's problematic. It's very problematic because the problem is with Jerry is it's hard. Like like it's hard to find people that make $80,000 a year, $90,000 a year, and you talk to them and you tell them what to do. It's hard to tell those guys what to do. Jerry Jones make billions and billions of dollars a year. So when you go out there and you tell him, hey, these are the things that you are doing wrong at, these are the things that you need to improve on, Jerry then in return, he's he, he giving you- nothing. You get nothing! He don't, you get nothing from him. You, this is what Jerry does. He, he is a guy that say, hey, I'm right. I, I'm the one, you know, I saw an arrogant interview with him uh before on one of these stations and networking. He was saying that, hey, I'm the one that picks out the colors for the color of the good Gatorade. I'm the one that do this. I'm the one that do that. I'm the one to make the end all be all, right? And that's just how Jerry Jones is. You know, he 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 is a guy that's gonna sell things. Uh, Patrick Queen, he's already gone. JT, I, I know you're talking about from last year. One way to save money is to keep Dak and more sponsorships. Mm, you got to elaborate on that one. <laughs> but I feel you, though. I feel you. Akeem, actually, there are a few players on the Ravens that's tested positive for the COVID-19. Yeah, there they are a few guys on the Ravens that tested positive for that. Um, they They still got to play this week so that we can play them next week. So I, I want to know how that game is going to go out, uh, about. And will it be a situation in the scenario, whereas the Ravens, it can be one of those things like, a, a, a oh, well, we got to run somebody out there for the for the nature and the sake of football. And they have their B and C players out there. And it may be a situation, like I said, watch this. Watch the Cowboys beat the Ravens, Right. It would probably be some some water guy, water boy, throwing the football to Dez Bryant out there, and there's going to be a thousands and thousands and thousands of people watching, and it's going to sell a lot of tickets. Watch. Tuesday night, they testing the waters, right? And we're going to see how this thing ro- roll out from here. Law, I'm saying that Jerry should have kept Jason Garrett. I think Jerry did a bad signing by McCarthy. This is from Jonathan Uh, Let me see if I can read it all the way, Jonathan. Let me see. It went too fast for me. Um, Yeah, it became this Q&A session show right here. Um, My thing is, if I can put it in these terms, if I can put it in these ways, if I can get you guys to understand this right here. If Jerry and company were to do things the right and proper way, and allowed the interview processing to go longer than, well, what, 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 what it went, like one week? They want to interview one person, and that was to, to solidify the Rooney rule, and he was the in-house candidate. To me, that's a slap in your face. I don't believe in it. I don't like it. It's just a crazy way to, to do the crazy, quote-unquote, the affirmative action, but I don't like it at all for them to say, okay, we're going to sit here, we're going to interview Chris Richard, although we have no chance or no possibilities or really wanting Chris Richard, but we're going to interview him so we can get our minority candidate out the way, and then we're going to hire Mike McCarthy. In a sense, the world of karma said, okay, you're going to do that? No worries, no doubt, we're going to pay you back. And my thing is with Mike McCarthy, if he said that, okay, Mike McCarthy is, is his guy, and he said that okay, this is the first person we we saw and it's the first person we love, then we're at the mercy seat of the Joneses for falling on the sword because they should at least did their homework and consider and broaden multiple people. Maybe get, get some more examples so you can go off of. But kicking Jason Garrett out of the building revamping everything on his offense and defense and bringing in Chris Richard just for a fake interview and say, "Okay, yeah, man, we got our minority interview out the way. And then you call big Mike McCarthy in and you bring in all of his contemporaries. It it just didn't go right for us. Right. But the only thing that I can say is, is that this year been so crazy due to the no OTAs, due to no training camp, due to the simple fact that you got uh, uh the COVID always murk murking and lurking around and you got all of these these crazy injuries. Could be karma, but you got all these crazy injuries that happen and occurred. And now and now you sit back and say, well, Mulligan. Mulligan. We gave Jason Garrett ten years. We can at least give Mike McCarthy his one year and whatever his contract is. Right? Right? Let me know if I'm wrong. Um, Let me see. We didn't need Mike McCarthy, uh, free Urban Meyer. (laughs) Look, the thing is, when I said Urban, and when I said this offseason, when I was talking about Urban Meyer, so many people bring up his personal life, and I said, well, shoot, all he does is build programs. Wherever he went, he was successful, right? He, hey, he, he was in Florida, he was successful. In Utah, he was successful, semi-successful. And then we went into Ohio, he was successful. I said, dude, know how to build a program. Let's get him into the house and see if he can build this program. For dog, sure. The last time I saw Ezekiel Elliott holding a trophy, hell, it was because Urban Myers was his coach, right? Let me know if I'm wrong. I Patricia. I don't know. I I don't know about him. Um, well, Put it like this, you know, sometimes when you're looking for a head coach, and and I got to say this right here, when you're looking for a head coach, nine times out of ten, the best angle that I would like for the Cowboys to go at or would have if they didn't want to do the new thing like the, the, the college coach bringing them in, and that was the last time we won a Super Bowl, by the way, from a college coach. Just saying you know, bear switcher that was with somebody else, roster, but you guys get what I'm saying, right <laughs> but here's the situation normally normally, if you're gonna hire a coach and you you were gonna look at everything and you did your homework properly. I would have rather for this team to go get one of those hot coaches that was hot doing some things. Like, uh, even even though, you know, I, I can't stand the 49ers, but that Robert, what's his name, Salah? Yeah, I hope I said the man's name right. Maybe you call him up for a cup of coffee. Or maybe you call one of those hot coaches, like like B. Enemy. That would have been my power play. Calling one of those hot coaches that was doing some things uh in the NFL that that that's that's everybody like wow not the coach like Mike McCarthy that was on a downward spiral now so that I won't be talking like I have my foot in my mouth I did say this during the offseason Mike McCarthy and this is just from my limited knowledge of everything that I said that my, well maybe Mike McCarthy would bring in guys that would help elevate where he's inefficient at Meaning that they brought in everything that we love about the Minnesota Vikings defense. Uh, uh, that coach, George Edwards, they brought him in. Maybe he will be able to propel this situation. And they brought in uh, uh, Al Harrison, Al Harrison that can help out the DBs on the one on one encounters. So I was looking at the wrong thing and I missed the whole boat. Jim Harbar. Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah. Bring Richard back. This is from Asher. That shipped and sell, man. Bruce Arians, he's gone, man. He he's coaching the Buccaneers. I don't blame him for looking at this team. Uh, Which one, uh, Smith? Let me know. Lincoln Riley. Yeah, he's pretty good. Lincoln Riley's is pretty good. Other worlds, Lincoln Rallies. Yeah, Lincoln Riley. Uh, Let me do this right quick. Hope that wasn't playing all the way. I don't know why they did that. Let me do this. Appreciate you guys for tuning in to the nation. Um, <clears throat> let me know where y'all are from. Let me know uh, where you all are from as well while I set up this thing. Uh, Uncle Charles, what's good, fam? Appreciate you. It's uh, Mike's first year. I give him at least two years. Is from Nicholas. Um, I mean, he granted two years. So, so it, here's a question, Nicholas. Uh, you say you give him two years. So by this year being a mulligan, do that necessarily mean three? So that means you give him next year as a fresh start, and then his second year will be his third year, collectively speaking. Right? I see Nevada in the house, Rochester, South Texas. Shout-out to South Texas, and shout-out to Oak Cliff, everybody that's over there at Oak Cliff, South Dallas, everybody in that area appreciate y'all. Uh, Fort Worth, appreciate everybody that's in those cities and area. Uh, Honolulu, appreciate you. Uh, ATL, shout out to ATL Get Down, what's up with you uh, Jessica, shout out to your Uncle Charles again, uh, what's good with you California knows how to party, <laughs> California South Carolina in the house, really appreciate you New Jersey and Tennessee yeah, give all your, your- Round of applause there. Uh, Ohio State blows. Oh, man, Eastside, Harold. Leave, leave Ohio State alone. P-Moore, Cali, Killer Cali, appreciate you all oh, that's tuning in. Eric Biani for a head coach slash offensive coordinator. Yeah, some, some people do things so well that they will be looked upon as if, okay, we'll bring you in. Jay Versa from Florida. Yeah, we'll bring you in. Uh, but, but we would want you to also have extended duties as it relates to play calling. That's another thing, just like with Mike McCarthy. Like, they brought him in, and Mike McCarthy, although he might have been joking, but he lied to kick it just from what he said. Hey, I didn't really watch every play, but I watched every play, right? <laughs> That's what he said, right? So Mike McCarthy angle was like, dog, how can I buy myself more time. 2020 is cheeks. Yes, you're right. You're 1,000% right. How can I buy myself more time? Well, Kelly Moore. Let me make him and elevate him. Continue to call the plays. Let me bring in a Mike Nolan. Let him be the defense. And if Mike McCarthy is smart, H-Town, get down. Appreciate your you, uh, uh, If Mike McCarthy is so smart, then he can buy himself five to six years. Because at the end of his second or third year, people are not going to be looking at Mike McCarthy to fall on the sword. They're going to be looking at everything, like with all of these weapons, with all of these talent. Hey, man, Keller Moore, you got to go, right? So they get Keller Moore about the paint. He brings in his philosophy of calling the plays or what have you. He buys himself another two to three years. And as well as with Mike Nolan, Mike Nolan can fall on the sword. Tom Sula can fall on the sword. And then it can be the George uh, Edwards guy. As finally becoming the defensive coordinator. You see how this thing goes? That's how you – and if you get in good with the Joneses, that's how you can trickulate this thing all the way down the line. Let me know if I'm lying. <laughs> What's up, uh, Marty from Indiana? Appreciate you. Uh, get the Chiefs offensive coordinator. Make him our offensive coordinator. <laughs> Byron Joe, uh, you know, that ain't going to work, though. That That is not going to work. That is not going to work. It, it sounds like a good idea. It sounds like a good idea, but um, but but they're gonna be like, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> because here's why it won't work. I got to give you the laugh because he's not gonna leave the Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator job when you got Pat Mahomes, you got Tyreek Hill, you got unlimited uh, amount of resources as it relates to running backs over there to come over here to Dallas land to have four or five press conferences a week and then also be on the hot seat every time uh, a play don't go right. So he's got to look at this like, nah, I'm good where I'm at. Now, here's the outlier for Jerry Wayne Jones, and I'm not trying to hate on Jerry. Here's what I'm not trying to hate on Jerry. But I got to call a facts a facts. And you guys can let me know whether or not I'm right or I'm wrong. There's no salary cap as it relates to hiring and firing coaches. Let me know if I'm right or wrong. There's no salary cap as it relates to coaching. Meaning that if Bill Belichick is out of contract and Jerry Jones is sitting back in his yacht sipping on his Johnny Walker blue, just chilling, and he's sitting back and he's thinking like, well, Bill Belichick got no, he's not on the contract. I can pay him whatever I want. Let me know if I'm wrong. So that, that's what gives me with this. If you really want to win, if like, if I really want to win, you know, <laughs> if, I, if I'm a billionaire and i I don't like this team, right? I love this team. And there's, and he said, there's no amount of money. That would stop me from getting to the Super Bowl, then I know he's lying right there because I would have been on the phone with Bill Belichick and said, Hey, you did all of this when you had, hear me out, Tom Brady. I'm gonna sit back and I'm gonna call you to do all of this with my particular coach, with my particular uh quarterback, I meant to say. <laughs> that's why dirty red uh let me see make five thousand dollars less than Wave. and you see you see my dog over here that he was saying that uh because he really he really he boy jerry boy he really wanted dirty red though he really wanted he really wanted jason garrett he really did mm. law we don't uh won't happen that much. Ego, they stubborn. Uh, this is from, let me see. Let me see. I can barely read it here. Who said that? Uh, somebody said it went away. Say it again. Somebody was stubborn. I think Jerry, you're saying Jerry's stubborn. I, cu- I might be passing by. Yeah, might be passing by. But, <laughs> stubborn ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you go, here you go. Here you go. Stubborn ego. Mr. Uh, DC Fitted. Ego. Edging God out. Meaning that you just walking out here saying that these are the things that I've done. Now, granted, 15 to 20 years ago, Plano, Texas, the area or star in Frisco, was just a speck on a map. And, you know, it was just nothing there. It was voided of a distance of nothing being there. And... Now, if you ever in the metro area or the Fort Worth area or the DFW or if you ever fly into this area around here in Dallas land, we just call everything Dallas, just just make your trip. Make your trip over there in Frisco, Texas. Drive around. Just start looking around. If you got some money, buy some land. You know, buy some. You know, I'm not trying to be a financial advisor. Because I'm not one, but buy some land, buy some, buy some property out there. Cause I guarantee you, you will make hand over fist in the next 15 more years. You know, that area is just crazy booming and he got the Joneses written all over it. Arlington next. Arlington the Next, they're they, they clearing out everything for Arlington, right? They're they, they moving stuff around. It's horrible infrastructure as it relates to roads and stuff like that and the type of dirt that they have out there, cracks all up in there. You, you, you got to buy new sets of tires if you drive around there for uh, a long period of time. But you can thank the Joneses for all of that. Those guys are pioneers almost, you know. Uh, Kyle Pitt, uh, he's pretty bad, Tracy. Yeah, that That boy, good. That boy, good. I don't think that we're going to go that route yet, you know. That's that's a whole nother angle for the Cowboys draft. Um, I'm still on the defensive side, though. Still on the defensive side. Hell, maybe even the Redskins. Let me see if I can read this one. Uh, You mean the Washington team. The Cowboys and Eagles battle for last place. This, that's what I put up there. I put that blank there because we all know we're we fighting for last place, right? now. I'm just playing. It's a battle for the battle. Everybody's within arm reach. Now, here's the craziest thing of it all. Let me break this down right quick. And This is off my dome. Um, the, the, the Giants. The Giants. They looked like they was going on the right direction, right? But now... Now their quarterback out, and what? <laughs> what my dog at J four? What? What Dirty Red don't know how to do? <laughs> what? What Coach Dirty Red don't know how to do? Make those adjustments, right? So we're gonna see Colt McCoy. Shout out to him, Texas. You know, Texas kid. We'll see what he's going to do in the next following weeks. But I think that a hamstring is nothing to sneeze at. It's nothing to just go around and play with hamstrings. If he really whatever would happen, let me know what happened. Did, did he really pull it? Did he tweak it? Did he tear it? If it's something that he's going to have to be out for an extenuated time, it's going to be trouble, trouble, trouble. You might as well clock it up, and you might as well shoot that thing. What, what am my gun at? You might as well shoot it goodbye. All right, so now we know that. Now, the Washington team, they just beat us. They got a good front four, the, the cornerbacks, the secondary suspect. Let's be real with it. They got one guy out there that you really have to worry about, and that's Fuller, and he's on one side of the field. So what they can do is they can play that precision ball because Alex, he's not gonna he's not gonna be that that guy like a gunslinger. He's gonna take the underneath and he's gonna play it cautiously, right? And they got two good running backs. We just witnessed it, right? So now we got to look at this thing. Okay. All right. Cool. From what it is right now, the most complete team in the NFC East is those crazy Washington team, a no name team at that. A no name team is the most complete team right now. And when we look at um, the, the, the Eagles or what have you, we just witnessed what they got. And just right, Natasha, we saw what They got, they got, on paper, on paper, they got they got their starting quarterback, which I believe that we we will want to see him play this whole year out. We don't want to see Jalen Hurts, right? <laughs> I know somebody like that. I know somebody already closing up their guns on that, right? 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 So, on their front four as it relates to defense, they you know, they there. They still got Cox. They still got those boys that can get out at you. They got some defensive front. And they got those try hard cornerbacks that can get to the ball, so they got that on the defensive side. Their problem is, and they can't see it, and we see it, Cowboy Nation. We're not going to say it because we don't want to give them no troops, right? We see what their problems is, and I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that it's Miles Sanders. I don't want to hear that it's the uh, running back. And I for dog sure not going to want to hear that it's their tight ends because their tight ends are good. And I don't want to hear that it's Falcom and it's everybody else because they're elevating them and they're pumping them up when they was winning, right? <laughs> so I don't want to hear it. But we ain't going to tell them their problems, right? You know, y'all, y'all don't want us to tell the Eagles their problems. Now when we go back to the Dallas Cowboys. All right. <laughs> our wide receivers are intact. We got our starter running back and Tony Pollard. We got that situation, right? Our tight end, you know, he's pedestrian, but he's nobody to sneeze at all the way. So you gotta look at it in that in that fashion. Our issue is, is that I'm gonna speak freely on this. Andy Dalton, we would be like, okay, he give you that splash, and he say, hey, what is that? Hmm? And then we will have those warts as it relates to play calling. And like I said, as much as people cannot stand Kelly Moore, this is his second year, and Jerry Wayne Jones will not stand up and say I made a mistake for anything. If I was a betting man, he might be our next head coach. I'm just putting it out there. And, of course, our defense finally, our defense finally showing us that they can play. Now, I do know that this last game, people are going to look at it, but you think about it. If the head coach... Had some sense in his head. And I'm not trying to talk about Mike McCarthy. He's been around football longer than me, right? If you want validation. And y'all already know validation is only good for parking, in my opinion. But if you have any sense of knowledge of the game, you punt them you punt the ball deep, do not give them something cheap. You do not give the the, the opposing team a short field so that they can score. Our self-inflicted wounds are so crazy that we fumble on our side of the field, and I'm not trying to punt fingers at Ezekiel Elliott, quote-unquote the best running back in the NFL supposedly, right? I'm, I'm being sarcastic, you know. I'm sarcastically speaking, by the way. Nevertheless, we got Ezekiel Elliott, put the ball on the ground on our side of the field. We then in turn, in, in return, have a head coach, who I guess let John Bone Fossil do whatever he he want to do. He it's undisciplined. John Fossil said, "Hey, I'm gonna go for it." When fourth and fifteen, head coach look over and say, "Okay, good." <laughs> he I I don't veto that. I don't override that. You know, it's fourth and ten. John, hey, he looked at John Fossil and said, "Hey, man, have at it. Do whatever you want." Look, you SD. <laughs> I I got to say this, man. I got to say this, Cowboy Nation, I know I get a lot of hate mail from this. But damn it, I'm the king of my castle. And if there's a light bulb on upstairs, and, that, and, I, and, I, and I told the little ones to turn it off and it's still on, who you think is going to be the authoritative, demand, demanding voice to make sure that that light bulb is off, right? I can say it to I'm blue in the face but it's the buck stopped with me. The energy company is not finna bill my daughter. You know what I'm saying? The energy company is not finna do that. The energy company is not going to say, okay, I have a bill in your daughter's name due to the fact that she left the light bulb on. No, that bill is going to still come to law. They're not going to look for her. So the same principle with the head coach, if he's the end all be all, and if it's a crazy, slow, I ain't going to say the other word, play that's happening on the offensive side or the defensive side, the Bucks should stop with the head coach. They shouldn't be looking at Kelly Moore saying, well, why was this decision made here? Or they shouldn't be looking at if it's 4th and 15, why are you going for it or 4th and 10? Why are you going for it on your side of the field? Hmm? <laughs> Zeke is a bossist from Juan Cruz. He is the boss. Zeke is the boss. But, but right now, you know, he's just having, he having that downward year right now. And uh, his mojo is gone. And it's just, just, just what it is. His mojo is gone. But he can always bounce back. That's the thing about football and sports. He can always bounce back. And we all hoping that he bounce back. Because from what I can hear from Jerry is that he's going to be here. He's going to be here. We ain't getting rid of him. Like, I'm not this guy that's going to always walk around and say, okay, get rid of this guy when you see the contract. (laughs) The guaranteed is the guaranteed, right? I mean, just with Jalen, the guaranteed is the guaranteed money. With uh, Amari Cooper, the guaranteed is the guaranteed money. And Amari Cooper, right now, if you look at the stats or what have you, he's like top four, top five wide receiver in the NFL, Across the board, as it relates to reception numbers, reception in numbers of yards. So it is what it is. Zeke Glass John says Zeke misses Dak. Yeah, maybe, you know, Zeke is Dak Ying to his Yang or, or his Yang to his, his Ying or however that thing goes. Could be the situation, baby. <laughs> um, Eastside Harold says somebody on the practice squad can do better than Ezekiel Elliott. Um. That's subjective, but but I feel what you're saying. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm not not trying to bash Ezekiel Elliott on this topic right here. Teams, teams still scout to stop Ezekiel Elliott. They do. Look back at the Washington tape. You will see that they also, when Ezekiel Elliott move one side of the field, they slide to that side. When it's time for if any of those end around those loops, they, they move and pull his way. That's just how it goes. I, I wish I could say otherwise. They still load in the box. They put an eight and nine men in the box. And a lot of times, a lot of times, when you collectively look at this thing, And you would say, man, you would think the veteran quarterback would carve this up, but they don't. And I know we can go back and forth with the offensive line, but that's a story of a different day. Natasha, four ninety nine for your mind. Yeah, let me let me give you. um, Let me me switch over here. Give you a war chant right here. This is Sparta. Yeah, thank you for the uh, fire donation. Your name will be entered into the hat there to win one of those uh, little cover blankets. Let me see what you say. Uh, Kellen Moore, head coach, and Mike McCarthy fired like Wade Phillips. Yeah, (laughs) watch, 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 watch. (laughs) Is there a scenario? Like, let's be real. Let's be real. Let's keep it 100. Let's keep it 100, Cowboy Nation. It's an interesting topic. Would you guys think that Jerry would pick Mike McCarthy over Kelly Moore, or what the odds would be, or would there be more so Kelly Moore over Mike McCarthy? Mm, yeah. Um, here, here's a great questioning here or comment or statement from Jessica. Uh, she laments, complaining, not going to change nothing about the loss. Eight games. It's about learning from mistakes, stepping up, and winning out on games at time. It, out one game at a time. Okay, I can't read today. Okay, winning one, winning out one game at a time. Yeah, yeah. You can look at it like, okay, all right. So right now we are three and eight. We got uh what five games left, right? So we got to look at it like one game. At a time, we are now zero and zero, so we can if we can just find a way to inch out or scratch out one game. But but in order to learn from your mistake, you know, you know it's, it's crazy to think about it, right? And life life got all of these things in line. They got the stop sign for a reason at the end of the corner. Maybe somebody was going down that road that didn't look both ways pulled across the street. So they said, hey, let's put a stop sign there. Let's paint it red so people can see it. Let's make it bright so people can see it. Let's put some reflective lights at night so people can see it. They put that there so it's a warning. Not saying that, you know, that that four-way or the intersection there is a horrible spot, but it's there for a warning. And I think that when people are complaining they are saying that, hey, there need to be a stop sign there. There need to be a, a traffic light there, basically. That's a better way to put it. There need to be a traffic light there. And sometimes you can talk to each other about it, like the people within your house, and nothing change. Then you have to go to the zoning commission. You have to call the state. You have to call the city code and say, hey, I demand that there should be uh, a stop sign there. A stop sign or a traffic light, something need to be there, but that course of action never change unless the people go out there and cause notice or bring attention to. And the thing is, I believe Jessica, and, and I know, I, I I feel I feel your your core energy. PVO positive vibes only. I live on that message. I, I live on the mindset that hey, we can change anything. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, I, I live on that mantra through our through His stripes we are healed. I live on that. I live on that uh, prayer. Right. We live on that creed. We live on that, that 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 side of the table. But my thing is, I think that there's a a a, a right way to complain about something. And there's a wrong way to watch things happen and sitting there saying, Well, the house was on fire, but but I'm not a fireman. So I'm not gonna put the water, I'm not gonna go get the water and put it out. That's not my job, right? So that's how I look at it. I think that that the people, that the fans that's here that's watching, and the people that comment, I think that they They are not complaining. They're just frustrated. And they saying, damn it, we want that stop sign to be down there by tomorrow, you know, or we want that (laughs) stoplight to be there at least. And what Jerry's been doing is saying that that intersection is cool because I don't like the color red and I don't want that big old stop sign there. You know, the people should be aware enough to not drive at night or people should be cognitive enough to not go there during a certain time. And I think that that's why the discourse is with the Joneses versus the Cowboys fans. Because I think a third of you guys were, were, um, were Cowboy fans before De- Jerry bought the team. And the most devastating thing was ever when he fired Coach Landry, right? We was like, God, oh, dog, how you fire Landry? But although we wasn't winning anything, right? <laughs> and then he brought in Jimmy Johnson. And that's where I get a lot of people. I, I see a lot of people put in there, well, well, <laughs> Jimmy Johnson first year, he went one in 15, which is cool, which is valid evidence that he did went one in 15. So y'all telling me, and let me know if I'm wrong, that this roster, even with the injuries is equivalent to the 1989 Dallas Cowboys roster? Let me know in the chat box if I'm right or wrong. Is it equivalent? Like they had, and I knew, I know that they had Ed Tall on that 89s team, but he was 38 at the time. Let me know if that team, even with our injuries, was equivalent. Like the 1989 Dallas Cowboys were equivalent to the 2020 Dallas Cowboys like the 1989 Cowboys had a equivalency of an Amari Cooper, equivalency of a of a, um, a C.D. Lamb, an equivalency of a Michael Gallup, an equivalency. You know what I'm saying? Like I go on and on um, <clears throat> of of these these level of players, and um, and that was before Emmett, of course. Yeah, the equivalency of an Ezekiel. Elliott. And what what made what made Jimmy Johnson what made Jimmy Johnson smarter than whatever we can probably phantom is that w- within his contract he had full control of player personnel and decisions. So that's that's something that we don't have. We 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 do not have full control of player co- uh, personnel. That's still. Under Jerry Jones and Jerry Jones circumvent that by empowering his son for Stephen Jones. Well, Stephen Jones positioning—he held that position since Jimmy left. It's that player personnel director, you know. So it, it goes on and on. Boy, the Jones family. Boy, they deep, baby, they deep. They, we love them though. Boy, they, they can't nobody sell more than them. <laughs> Hey, I mean, Kate, man, they some, they they are some wild cats, man. Uh, was Novacek and Irving on the 89 team? I think at in 89, Novacek was on the uh, Cardinals, I believe. Let me know if I'm wrong. I think that he was on the Cardinals at that time. I uh, could be off on it, man. I can't, please don't jog my memory, man. I'm, I'm old over here. <laughs> I'm just playing with y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let me see Gabriel Jimmy Johnson curse was when we started going downward because he didn't like Jimmy Johnson having all of, of the control well <clears throat> here's the situation and and you and you go back oh man I wish I could just play these clips and I noticed like going all the way back to the history and I know some novelists history uh, historians will say yeah like in that interview I think it was like a all or nothing documentary like Jerry Jones still said he had the final say, but Jimmy said that, yeah, he had full control. So it was like one of those balance of power and everything you need in life, you still need the balance of power. Now what happened is that when Jimmy left or when Jimmy was kicked out or when Jimmy willingly walked away from it, you know, that story can be said so many ways. What happened was that position was open. Well, how can I make sure that I never release that power? How can I make sure that I never relinquish that power? Oh, I give it to my son. Because even though my son may have disagreements with me or have different feelings with me, I know my son. I can still call my son and be like, hey, now, come on, John Stephen Jones. Come on with it now. You know I really like this player. Now, I'm going to let you have one, and I'm going to get the other one. Or it could be a situation where it is, when it's your son, even though y'all have a disagreement, even though when y'all have a, like a hardship, y'all can still go over, go over each other's house, sip on your Johnny Walker Blue and talk it out like men and not be mad at each other for the rest of your life like Jerry and uh, Jimmy. They still mad at each other. That's just like they still upset about each other. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Uh, they both blame Jerry and Jimmy have to go <laughs> ego issues. Yeah, I, and, and, and trust me, Jimmy, he's not off the hook too. He, he got a real big ego. He got a real big ego. But I think, and, and, and let me know if I'm wrong, I think from his perspective of ego, and let me give credit to the person that said this. This is from Ty- is it Tyree, Tyra, Tyra, Tyra B, Tyra B. I apologize if I murdered your name. Charge it to my head and not my heart. Uh, I, it probably Tiara. Is it Tierra or Tyra? Let me know. I, I apologize. I really do. <laughs> I'm sorry for messing up your name. <laughs> yeah, but but. Um, let me know if I'm wrong on this. Hear me out. Hear me out. Jerry's ego is, I'm rich. <laughs> At the end of the day, he said, wait a minute, I'm rich. You know, and both of these guys are wealthy. You know, both of these guys, it's just that, like, Jerry's on a whole other spectrum type of wealth, right? But Jerry's ego, I'm rich, Look, I'm gonna tell y'all a quick story. I had a guy. I was over there at Jackson State. It was uh, coming off of game, and you know how you get those guys that selling uh, hats, t-shirts, and stuff like that. Tierra, <laughs> bro. Okay, I'm sorry, uh, Glass Giant. But but you know how uh, you got them guys. Just back in the days, so it had to be like an o four o five. I was at Jackson State, and this guy was selling CDs and DVDs out of the trunk of his car, and he had three for fifteen. He was selling for three for 15. Quick story. Um, and it was at the Jack State versus All game. We won. We wore all corn tail, you know. Um, and and <laughs> to make a long story short, this guy was selling CDs and DVDs out of his trunk. And I balled. He had three for 15. I gave him a 20. So I'm sitting here waiting for my five. And I was like, dog, 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 you shorted me with my five, and this dude, you know, he had he had these big old dreads, you know, he had these big old blue blockers on, the Sean shades and stuff like that, and he looked me straight in my face, and he said, and he said, I will buy your money. He said, I will buy your but I'm trying to keep you PG-13, and I said, dude, you crazy. He pulled out a wad, like, he pulled out a wad, cowboy nation he pulled a wall like literally this thick he said i'll buy your money and he threw 20 at me and i said man i wanted i wanted to hit him so bad but all i wanted was my five i guess he couldn't count so i guess that was his way of being egoist and he was like i'll buy your money and he threw he threw 220s at me i took the 220s and i because i oppose, <laughs> i opposed man but uh that that always stuck on me, like this dude has so much money that he was slanging CDs and DVDs for three for 15. He probably couldn't count. But his ego was like, I'll buy your money, you know? <laughs> oh, Tiara like the crown. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Appreciate you, Tiara. I love you, Tiara. All right, so my thing is that's the type of ego that Jerry Wayne got. Now the ego that Jimmy got is a whole nother angle. You know, he's got football knowledge ego. Like he can look at a player and say, all right, oh, you late. Oh, 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 oh Cedric Wilson. Let me use Cedric Wilson as an example. Oh, Cedric Wilson, you late. There's the door. What do you mean? No, there's the door. Noah Brown, you have been elevated. Cedric Wilson, uh, there's the door. Coach, I'm just late. He got that type of ego. He got, like, football type of ego. Like, I can elevate players. I can turn boys into men. I can elevate a team from nothing to something. You know, even though his stint when he was coaching in Miami, although he had took, what, three years off between the Dallas Cowboys and going to Miami, what have you, Um, they never had a losing season. Matter of fact, they won, I believe, two playoff games out of the four years that he was there. Although they didn't go far in the playoff, I'm thinking that in in that course of time, since the time frame from Miami to now, we only got one more playoff win than Jimmy Johnson let that sink in. (laughs) <laughs> let that sink in we only got one more, more playoff than jesus <laughs> if, if you look at it collectively speaking good night this is from asher appreciate you thank you so much i will be up in the morning if the lord allows and we can talk about that some more stuff but yeah yeah you guys get what i'm saying so it is 11 53 where i'm at so we can keep wrapping i'm gonna try to wrap it up in the sec- next seven minutes or so the cowboys we still got our foot in the race And this division is so poor, this division is so poor that nobody's running off with it. But right now it appears, like I said, the Washington football team, the no-name team, is the healthiest team and the most complete team. They do have a coach that made it to the Super Bowl. He's not a Super Bowl winning coach, but he made it to the Super Bowl. He, he, He preaches and teaches on defense. And if they can run the ball, make the short area feel small, and on top of that, if they don't shoot themselves in the foot, they might be the most solid team in this particular division as of uh, November <laughs> the 30th, of 2020. Now, the second team is Coach Judge team, who's led by Jason Garrett. Here's the thing. Jason Garrett knows everybody in NFC East. If anything, you can count on Jason Garrett to know his opposition as it relates to NFC East. And they're the second-place team right now, from my opinion. They might be first, they might be second. I don't know. You guys can let me know in the chat box. But I will say that by um, until we know what's happening to their quarterback, it could be a detriment to that team because Colt McCoy, he's one of those splash guys. He may be only good for one game, and we already know how that thing can unfold, right? they already missing their quarterback. They're already missing their running back, and they're missing some other guys, and it could be a situation. Now, there you got the Dallas Cowboys. I think that we are in the bottom of the bottom, but the Eagles are the Eagles. They are a hot and cold team, more so on the cold side because I'm not going to tell you guys their problems right now, but I can tell you that they're not that much better than the Dallas Cowboys, and if we had a quarterback that was a half of of an inch better than Ben DiNucci. We would have beat them, you know. And I know a lot of people gonna be looking at this thing and they'll be saying to themselves, nah law, nah law, you know, they 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 scored on the last play, they scored on the play for that. But if we had a half of a quarterback and we could find a right tackle, if the ego stuff would be just thrown out the window, if we pick up the phone, that's the only thing that I'm mad about, uh, too. You know good and well, Lyle Collins wasn't showing up during the OTAs when it, when it was a Zoom meeting. You should have been on the phone. Yeah, the, the Washington team did sweep us. They did. Yeah, whatever, I'm not so on run, uh, riverboat run is from Ali. Ali, I don't know, man. For this guy to battle through cancer and still have his team Positioning themselves to be the first place team in the NFC East, as poor as this division is, that's every excuse in life to say, "Nah, uh, they supposed to be 0 and whatever." You know, they supposed to be 0 and 11. Their head coach was out going in and out for chemo treatment and things like that. Now that that guy, shoot, I tip my hat off of him, man. Have, have y'all seen those therapy sessions that they got to go through? Hmm. Um, Mr. D.C. fitted Jeremy uh, Jalen Ramsey over Deke, Zeke. Uh, y'all know I'm defensive guy, so I'll be biased when I say something like that. You know, I'm defensive guy. So, you know, uh, and I like Ezekiel Elliott. I, matter of fact, um, uh, he was one of the guys that I said, okay, if we get him, we can probably propel ourselves. And I was looking at Ezekiel Elliott, probably how the Cowboys were looking at him. Through the bubbles or through the lenses of, of being a guy that can help out Tony Romo, and I can't dog the Joneses on drafting Ezekiel Elliott for those reasonings. If you guys want me to be real with you all, I can't dog. I can't dog the Joneses for drafting Ezekiel Elliott for those reasonings. Why you say that, Law? Because in 2014, they was looking at it like, man, if if the Dallas Cowboys can have that type of record, a 12 and four record with a DeMarco Murray, can you close your eyes and imagine what they would do with even a better DeMarco Murray in any in, in Ezekiel Elliott with the likings of a Tony Romo. And, and that's what they was looking at it as to be, to be 100 and Tony Romo, he got out there. He saw Dak Prescott doing his thing, doing his magic and Tony Romo was like, shoot, I want to get some of this in that preseason game against the uh, Seattle Sea Chickens. I can't stand them. And, um, and the rest is history. The run was over with for Tony. That's just how it goes, man. That's just flat out how it goes. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, that's the uh, cup of tea that happened with that. Um, Dez is right, yeah. Tiara, true, yeah. Uh True. Let Byron Jones be a, be a lesson. Yeah, but you, you you always look at it like a cornerback a, a can last you eight to twelve years, and then at the tenth and 11th to twelfth year, hell, you can flip them over to be in the safety, and and that can last you even longer. So they made their bed on it, and they 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 didn't decide to keep Byron. I think Byron is having a solid year this year. All right, Cowboy Nation, that's all the time that I have for this beautiful moment. I really appreciate each and every last one of you all. Um, We've been on YouTube for, what, about an hour now. Um, I I really appreciate those who've been following this page. Shout out to those that's on the Facebook groove. I really appreciate you all that's there and on the Twitter and the Twitch and as well as the Periscope, we live on all of those platforms. It went pretty well, and I I thank you all. I am still wanting us to win. I I know that uh, you guys, some some people like to tank it out, maybe we get some better draft picks, but I want the mentality to be winning. And um, regardless of the situation with Mike McCarthy, I, I already made it up in my mind. I already made it up in my mind. Maybe I was wrong on him. I did the video, but I said also, I'm going to give the man a mulligan. So if next year, y'all know me. I'm going to give him a holy you-know-what. If I see some of these same situations that's happening, and I'm going to I'm go 1,000% uh, medieval, y'all know I'm going to get mad. But we're not gonna speak those things into the existence, right? Thou should sure decree a thing and it shall be established. So I'm gonna say that, hey, this year's not over with, but I'm gonna say that next year, Standalone Complex, really appreciate you. Uh next year, man, we better not see these things. We better not see these things, and they better do right by certain players. I'm not gonna say who, but they better do right by a certain player. As well. All right. So let me see. Do y'all want me to go out on on the cool, laid back music, or y'all want the uh, the the, the war music? What y'all want, man? What y'all want, Cowboy Nation? What y'all want? Y'all let me know, and I'm gonna let you guys steer the ship on this one. I'm I'm gonna read your comments over here. Next five game is ours. Yeah. (laughs) Cassie says good night. And good night, good night, Robert. Yeah, far from over. It's not over until that fat lady sings, right? Armstrong Rod says, Uh, okay, let me see. Let me see. I see cool music, cool music. I see one war, war music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What y'all got? What y'all got? I'm ready to crank it up. <laughs> Oh man! Alright so theme. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, the theme. Here we go. Here we go. Turn me up, baby. Yeah. Hey, it's late at night. It's all right. (laughs) Tiara said war music for what? Hey Let me see some fire in the chat though Let me see some fire in there I feel y'all, I feel y'all Let's go At the end of the day, we tell them, ain't no party like a catboy party, cause a catboy party don't stop. Yeah. From the womb to the tomb, we representing Cowboy Nation, but we tell them, hey, come on. it is right here cowboy nation a prize fighter even when he's down he's continue to swing blows unless he's nate robinson right but if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs if you can blame it on someone else no 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 you don't do that but you got to keep your head focused you got to continue to fight When you're up against the struggles, meet it squarely, face to face. Lift your chin, set your shoulders, plant your feet, and take a brace. When it's vain to try to dodge, do the best that you can do. You may fall. You may conquer. See this thing through. Even hope may seem but futile. Then with trouble may be beset. Remember, you're facing what other legends have met. So keep your head high. See this thing through. Continue to fight. Let's continue to grind and shine. That's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. We out. out. Peace.